Pre-built websites are great, but sometimes they don't offer you the flexibility that you may need in your business. So head over to innersbusinessshow.com slash zimventures and check them out today. Get a website that works for your business. It's important. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Namster Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with Guy Tino from the Northeast Cafe. How's it going? It's going great. It's a pleasure to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, yeah I definitely am. Sure. Uh, looking forward to this. You were the first restaurant I've had to sit down with. So. Oh, wow. Great. Um, There's lots of us. That's yeah. great. Yeah, so this will be a, a good jump up to, you know, kind of where I'm looking to go with other businesses. So I'm really excited. Yep. Yep. So I'll give you a, a brief rundown of what the cafe does. Yeah. Uh, up at the Northeast Cafe in New Boston, small place, 18 seats, uh, sometimes 24 in the summer. We got some outside seating. We do lots of things, roast coffee, make some wine, which I'll open just as a tangent. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, these grapes came from uh, Chile. It's Melbeck, uh, Mackenzie Snow. That's my daughter's name. Uh, oh, yeah. And so this is sulfate-free, which people like. It's not really New Hampshire wine because the grapes aren't even from this country yeah. but um we make it here we don't add anything to it this is a good way to start a talk right yeah <laughs> so this wine needs to breathe a lot um yeah. it's been thank you it's been under oak or in oak pretty much its whole life and you can smell it right yeah so just let that hmm. let that sort of you smell like the earth yeah even if you taste it Hmm. It needs to breathe, and that's a taste that should you should know. I don't want to get this wood up. No, it's fine. Just throw it down like yeah. stain <laughs> um, So after that breathes, like we'll chat a little bit, and then we'll go back to it. You'll notice an yeah. incredible difference in the wine. Wow. Um, you know, 16% alcohol, it's strong stuff. <laughs> but I got into wine because we opened uh, the cafe as like a um, dinner place. And back then you could, this is nine years ago, um, have BYO. So people were bringing wine in locals that were making it on their own. I'm like, I got to get a part of this. And eventually we opened up or we got licensed as a winery, but I don't make nearly enough to keep up. It's just kind of like a side yeah. thing that we got going on. Uh, mostly, uh, we do breakfast, roast coffee, make bread. Um, and that's it. Lots of barbecue. Yeah. You know, um, my background, my background in food, I traveled mostly just the East coast. I w worked in Aruba, but that was just like for some fishermen. It was just a good experience to see, um, what's it like when the grocery stores have moldy food and like you're expecting to feed, you're expecting it to be, everything is there and it wasn't. We had to have food like flown in. That was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. Uh, worked at a country club, um, in North Carolina, which was really pretty fancy. So one of my first opportunities to take a kitchen on my own, uh, the executive chef was like, just go for it. And um, that was a lot of fun reading about food, trying to like put it together. Uh, those jobs helped me ultimately, after I met uh, this guy, Tim Horst, who's an incredible pastry chef, kind of lined me up with Michael Schlau, who's in Boston, and that took it to a whole nother level. Just like, wow, what these guys do for a living is crazy most of the kids i worked with went to culinary school you know um i'd say all of them no one kid didn't and these guys are trying to be the best restaurant in the city every year and yeah. they're doing it you know we were doing it uh but like 
waiting on Tuesdays to see what the review was going to be like. It just wasn't the life for me. Yeah. You know, like these guys were so committed. Uh, and then we found that me and my girlfriend at the time found the cafe. I think my mom actually found it. Uh, and we just went for it. Yeah. And uh, opened up. And we, like I said, we started off with dinner because uh, I thought I was a fancy French chef coming from this place in Boston. And then the people were just like, well, how about breakfast? And uh, so we did. And now 10, you know, we open at two. I mean, open at seven, close at two. Yeah. Uh, and that's the life. I'm glad we do breakfast and lunch instead of dinner. Yeah. In hindsight, for sure. My yeah. life is much better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to chefs out there working their ass off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So is there a big difference between, like, kind of just serving breakfast, lunch over a dinner menu? Absolutely. Uh, try it now. All right. A lot of that that um, sort of background gassy sort of smell is gone and the flavor is gone. You, can you kind of mm – -hmm. it's mellowing out, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. I always find that sort of fascinating with this one. Yeah. Any deep red that I've made so far – it has like no oxygen almost its whole life, you know, and then it gets into the bottle and it's wine and you open it and then all of a sudden it starts to breathe. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's cool. Um, yeah, well, the difference between breakfast and lunch versus dinner is like, is night and day, I would say. Literally, right? Yeah. So uh, in the morning you come in, you make coffee, and then you have all this time to get ready for lunch. Whereas at, at dinner time, you come in and you start getting lunch ready, but you have to immediately start getting dinner ready if you want to, if you want to bring any sort of like caliber level to a dinner menu. You really have to get started pretty early. Whereas breakfast, you know, I walk in there at ten of seven, turn on the coffee maker sometimes, and like I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know, I don't have to come in at ten thirty to have dinner ready for six o'clock. You know, yeah. so that whole thing, and um. What people expect, I mean, I think we get away with a lot as far as uh, service or speed or, you know, if there's a mistake in your omelet, it's kind of like, you know, can you fix this? But if there's a mistake on like, you know, a $40 duck dish, yeah, it's kind of like a whole nother level. So you, you can take all of that drama aside, you know, not worry about it. Yeah. Although, obviously, you're obviously trying your best every time. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, you definitely can't slack because it's another difference on the same note. People like their eggs so much more, so much more variety than pretty much anything I can think of. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody has a way they like their egg and that's really no other food I can think of that is like that. You know, the incredible egg, uh, which is, that's probably a pretty unique thing about breakfast. Yeah. 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 Cause I've had people who, Actually, I know a lot, of, quite a few people who, they 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 don't mind going out to eat. Right. But man, do they love going out to get breakfast? Yeah. Like there's something about just having a good meal the first thing in the morning. Yeah, man, I agree. I've people, it's so relaxed. Maybe, I mean, some of my most memorable meals are with my oldest friends eating breakfast. I mean, I met my wife. We didn't really meet her. I saw her eating breakfast. She was my waitress. <laughs> I was just like, you're amazing. Come with me. Uh, so yeah, I agree. I love breakfast, and uh, it's what's kept us. Those people that love breakfast have what helped us open breakfast in the very beginning, and have kept us open because you know we see guys come in every single, some a couple times a week, 
some families every single Saturday or Sunday at a certain time, and they're always getting, you know, they want the barbecue brisket omelet. You know, they want to get the same thing every week. They just, you can tell, they just love getting into that, yeah, that breakfast. You know, and coffee, of course, a huge part of the equation. Whereas maybe beer and a good wine selection would be a, a part of the equation, um, you know, for dinner, breakfast. You just have to have. We just roast one. We just were at that brought some. This is the coffee we roasted. It's Sumatra. Uh, and if you can see, I don't know if you can hear that, how hollow those things sound. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's good on the table. <laughs> right? Little radio. And uh, see the different colors? Yeah. So each one of those things, Sumatra bean is awesome uh, <laughs> because you can roast it light or dark. And it has. Uh, if you want a good whiff, just take, stick, oh, yeah. stick your nose in that thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So the, yeah. the nice thing about Sumatra hmm. is that you can roast it light or dark, and it has different, um, you know, flavors. So sometimes if you would eat these, you could, you know, we could talk about that, but that would kind of ruin the <laughs> zip <zip-tail. laughs> might go good, actually. Who knows? But anyway, so uh, it's a nice bean because it has this wide profile that people, yeah. a lot of different people can find a part of that that they like, you know. Well, I think most people, well, Colombian is, the, I think, the most roasted bean in the world, I think. Because it's, it's a basic, like, that's what coffee tastes like, yeah. is, you know, Colombian coffee. But um, it's kind of hard to roast. It's only got this one spot. And mm. I'm not very good at roasting coffee. So when we cook, when I cook a bunch of it, uh, let me tell you the story about why I roast coffee, yeah. right? <laughs> Similar to you, you're subletting in this little spot, right, yeah, yeah. in this chiropractor. Um, a, co- a coffee roaster, uh, Parker House Coffee, uh, he's in Jaffrey now. He might actually come on here. Was at farmer's markets, needed a place that, that was certified to roast out of so he could can it up in, these, in mason jars um, and sell it in stores can't just make it at your house i think if you want to sell in stores you can if you want to just go to like the farmer's market yeah um and there's some rules about that but if you're packaging something you need to be in a certified inspected place so i said sure come on in bring your roaster so he started roasting coffee for us um in exchange and looking back on it what he makes on coffee he was giving me a really good deal yeah compared to the amount of time he was there yeah (laughs) Um, and he also invaluably like showed me how to roast coffee. Yeah. And, um, so in the end I tried it with a, with a rotisserie. I kind of built a little rotisserie in my oven that didn't work. Ultimately I just cook it in hotel pans, hot oven and I stir it up a lot. And the Sumatra bean works great because it doesn't cook very evenly at all. (laughs) Like it would in a rotisserie, it would cook perfect, you know? Uh, but when you have all the different you know, it ends up with a good coffee. Yeah. So. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you've mentioned a couple of things I <clears throat> I really want to touch on because I really like. It's kind of the point behind this, this show, too. Yeah. And, you, you know, having someone sublet for you to, yeah. you know, like, with the coffee mm-hmm. and you're talking about the families that come in mm-hmm. every, you know, every once a week or something like that. Right. Being a small town... Chef yeah. compared to a large city, uh, large 
yeah. city, Chef, like you had mentioned. Right. Very, very different feels, and it's a different type of business. But it, from everything we've sounded yeah, and yeah, from absolutely. what I've seen from your reviews online, right. like it, it's going very well for you there. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. it is. We've, <laughs> uh, I, we've been there for a long time. Yeah. And we don't... Um, uh, I've learned from some great top-end guys that have so much respect for the craft um, that when you take that mentality and you apply it to like your local diner, it makes my life easy because it's just kind of like you, you don't struggle. It's tough to say that without having a good example. But when you're going at it and you know you're bringing in good product from the from the back and you know that you are doing the right thing to it most of the time to get it onto the plate, you have confidence. So when somebody is like, you know, this place is terrible and people have, you know, don't be fooled. I've been told I'm like, terrible, <laughs> terrible, multiple times. And you have to. And, and uh, no matter where, I mean, you can't run away to New Boston and expect that that won't happen because okay. it will. Uh but you can learn from that pretty easily and you don't have the pressure of like a chef from at Radius. This is where I worked. Uh, Patrick Connolly was amazing, still is amazing. Now he has his own place, Ryder, in New York City. Um, if he, like, if those guys falter or they lose commitment, the whole thing, that's not their place, you know, and they just have, the, the whole thing can come apart. Yeah. You know, and you're always, that he would have meetings like, Bunches of other, you know, celebrity chefs would come and eat, and then when he would do a meal for them, and he would go out there and just get blasted by these guys, and it was like, you know, a different lifestyle, I think. Yeah. And I'm that's a big part of the reason that I, I'm where I'm at because you know the staff there were 20 guys in that kitchen, white coats, perfect, you know, and it's just like if you can lose all that extra stuff and keep the attitude about the food. You know, you can you can have something for a long time. Because yeah. like, I, I can do this for a long time. I'm not going to get burnt out. You know, whereas I think, you know, Boston or New York City chef, I mean, wow, those guys are working, you know. Yeah. And they're putting themselves out there in front of all these people all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. They, it's crazy what they can do, you know. Yeah. Because when, when you talk about that level of, you know, being a chef, yeah. I think of, like, you know, Gordon Ramsay, Hell's Kitchen. Right. And just... I don't want to, I want to participate in that type of environment. Right, like, right. if I was going to be a chef, I would love to be like a little more down to earth. Yeah, I <laughs> like, mean, well, some of the guys I've worked with, it's not like that. I mean, maybe there are some in some places, but um you know what's actually a really good uh rat, have you seen Ratatouille? Yeah. That's like a really good demonstration of what a kitchen can be like. Yeah. You know, uh I I mean one one restaurant I worked in Maple Street in Jensen Beach. Uh, he was so laid back until it came time to go, and it was on. Yeah. And he didn't really ever yell, but if you didn't perform, you just weren't on the schedule. Yeah. Whereas, like, in at Trillium in North Carolina, if you didn't perform, you were blasted, like, in front of everybody. Yeah. You know, so you had to be, you know, so you just managed differently. I don't think I... I yell. I have yelled, not ever in the cafe. I've never raised my voice in the cafe, but I had a consulting job one time, and this kid just—I did yell at him. I should. Have. <laughs> <laughs> We're still great friends. He's actually in Australia now. He's cooking. He made it. He's 
doing great. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to think and about. It, like, every once in a while, you know, having someone be very honest with you like that is probably needed if you want yeah. to progress. Yeah. And but some yeah. but sometimes they just take it to a level where you're like, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can tell, you know, you can tell. I, I went to an interview one time with a guy who basically was like, you know, do you see these? Literally, like, do you see these accolades? Like, this is who you're working for, so I hope you're prepared. And it was just like, dude, I don't want to work for you. Yeah. I want to I work for the guy who's like, just can't believe that these farmers, I mean, they just cut this yesterday, like, and we're getting to put it on the plate today. Like, that's yeah. crazy. You're not the guy that's like, you know, pressed gold you know yeah you know it's, but you can find those guys that are out there even at super high levels yeah you know yeah they're, they're everywhere yeah <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're gonna take a quick minute to go to the sponsors mm-hmm. so everyone is holding hang tight take a moment to head over to nhbusinessshow.com slash ideal to get started on your weight loss journey today it's still early enough in the year that by the time um the beach season rolls around, you'll still be able to lose a bunch of weight. So if that's if that sounds like you every year, head over to nhpitcher.com slash ideal and get started. Restaurants. Yeah. Notorious for failing. First year, if they make it into the second year, it's I don't even know the number, like what ninety percent failure whatever the this number failure is. Failure rate is enormous. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about yep. that, because you've been successful. And uh, so let's kinda go into how that happened for you right like what's that's a good question that's a good question okay there you go. cool man we can have this <laughs> what go. do you think it's good you like it, I like it. Uh, yeah i'm not a huge wine drinker but it's oh dude it'll get you it's uh, it's good <laughs> you gotta be careful with that stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's such a small part of the business uh it's crazy yeah but um yeah, so whenever you're ready, I'm... Are we rolling now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, so welcome back. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were just asking me, like, what the success rate of restaurants. And yeah. we were talking about earlier how just around here, there's a couple buildings that can't seem to maintain, you know, occupancy. Their restaurant fails a lot. And, uh, you know, that huge number, uh, like over 90% or even over, I would say, 80% is a huge number of failure rate because so many open like you know there aren't it, i don't know if in the city in new york it's like multiple open and close a day yeah you know so like i think that number just gets skewed a little bit just by the volume but that also speaks to why people think they can just run one you know why are there so many people who think like yeah i, I make good pastrami like i can open a deli you know yeah there's so much more to it in our case, I think a lot of it had to do with luck, for sure. A lot of it had to do with there's sort of a vacuum in town. There wasn't really anywhere to eat. Um, one restaurant, the big one that's now Molly's Tavern. Is it Molly's Tavern? Yeah, I think it is. That's it was Kiki's. Right. And then it was like the Boston, nope, the John Stark. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> they were closed. Yeah. Uh the Damien's, which was up the river, was closed. So there's a little bit of a vacuum, which gave us an opportunity to get a foothold. And once you've planted that seed, 
You just have to have the ability to impatience to sort of nurture it without screwing it up. You yeah. know, you you say a great example is we planted a dinner restaurant seed and it was like not going to grow there. So we had to kind of dig it up and plant a, a breakfast and lunch seed. You know, I didn't know anything. I didn't cook breakfast. Like I yeah. didn't know. I don't know anything about breakfast. Yeah. I worked for a day with my wife's boss, uh, who was also who was at a diner in Milford, and that's all I knew about cooking breakfast. I had gotten thrown out when I was trying to work at Maple Street, which I had mentioned earlier. Um, super cool chef there. I didn't have very many hours, uh, so I tried to work at like Dinah's Diner on the river on the causeway in Florida, and got thrown out. I was. I thought I was legit. I had just come from uh, the landings, which in, at Trillium as the boss. Yeah. Uh, and then literally the boss, the guy that owned that diner, threw me out for putting rye toast in the toaster instead of multigrain. I didn't. I couldn't tell the difference, and I thought I knew what I was doing. You know. So it just goes to show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, that's being said, like you just have to have the perfect thing that that town is needing right there. Not not necessarily what you want to have there, you know. Like if you, you can't force, you know, a mac and cheese place in because no matter how good it is, if it's not the right environment and not the right soil, like it's not going to grow. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of a, a vast problem. People try to open these restaurants that are not the right restaurant, you know. And they're not willing to say, hey, man. Like, what do you want to see here? And then yeah. listen, instead of maybe like when they say, you know, you should really do your coleslaw this way, just like fly off the handle, you know, and then you're that's then you're doomed you yeah. know, if you can't adjust and realize that you're not, you know, this isn't your restaurant. Yeah. I mean, I run it. I do my best to run it. But the people run that restaurant. I mean, they, the menu items are on there because that's what they want, you yeah. know? We just do the best to like keep the thing, you know, going. Feed it, feed it, feed it. Yeah. You know, and try and keep the keep the energy level up, which can be taxing. But, um, you know, roast coffee and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that brings up a pretty good point too. Like, <clears throat> even knowing what a town wants, you know, because like, is it just kind of like, oh, we're just gonna wing it and hope. It works, or do you think there's any way to kind of gauge that beforehand? Well, I mean, you got to, you know, like if you could tap into the restaurant owner's mind. I don't think I can even do that. I am one. <laughs> um, you know, it's so funny. I'm trying to th think of through all the ones that I know that just couldn't make it happen. Talented people with money behind them. And it's, there must be just so much luck. Like that's got to be part of the equation. Like the way the way your family supports you, that goes a long way. You know, your car doesn't break down. <laughs> that you know. Yeah. So like, there's some things that have to happen. What well, a good example when we moved into New Boston, Ash and I, we both had a dog. Um, could not find a place to rent. Like we could not find a place to live. And the and the cafe is right downtown. Uh, and then we got a break in this family. Uh, the Ryans, who are amazing, uh, let us rent right there. And we were literally like 50 yards from the cafe. It was awesome. Woke up before anybody in town, walked over with the dogs, started the coffee, and the dogs like ran home. Yeah. I mean, New Boston 
is so different now than it, than it was then. <laughs> I mean, we, we had, I, I don't know if these numbers are, are right, but say like 3,000 people in town, now there's like six. I mean, yeah. It's just, you know, and that is another kind of piece of luck. Like something happened in town where the so many huge pieces of property are being sold and built on. Yeah. Whereas that's kind of lucky for us. I didn't, we didn't foresee that. It wasn't like a, like a, I'm not a real estate person. Couldn't figure, you know, we didn't open in there assuming the town was going to have this boom. Yeah. We just sort of lucked out into it, you know? Yeah. And, and we were able to hold on for long enough uh, to now our base, you know, we're pretty comfortable now. Our base is, is wide. You know, we try to, you know, adapt as we go on, you yeah. know, we, you know, um, but hopefully we're, you know, be there for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause it, like I said, it, <clears throat> once you get in there, it's kind of like, okay, we're, we've been here long enough. We're kind of a staple in the town. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the place people know to go. And yep. it's enough of a routine that, yep. you know, you're at least pull on a pretty good. And like you know, you're saying, you were able to just look us up. Yeah. You know, people, we have these campgrounds like everywhere out there. I mean, there's like, I would probably say there's probably 50,000 campsites for RVs or whatnot between New Boston, Greenfield, where, you know, that whole area out there, there's tons of camping. Yeah. So now people are just like, where do I eat? Yeah. And there we are. Whereas, and that, that just takes time. You can't yeah. fabricate that, yeah. you know, and even if you screw up a couple of times or people are just not fair. Um, it, it takes a while. It's like a credit report. You screw up a little bit. It's a big deal when there's no other credit. Yeah. But if you build up credit, you know, and then they screw up a little bit, it's like people forgive you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so it's just time, which is, I mean, how do you, you know, you yeah. just got to be lucky and be there for a long time. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, <I> just... <laughs> Obviously the food has to be good and you have to be nice to your employees. I feel like yeah. that's, a, that's, I mean, getting into the nitty gritty. Um, there you go. So like, you know, I, another great example is we roast coffee. I used to spend 14 bucks a pound on yeah. coffee. Now I spend four fifty. You know, I don't have any special equipment. I just roast it in the oven. Nice. So that's something that happened. I don't know how long it's been, say three or four years ago, which was like, wow, you know, everybody, should, those things like, holy moly, we just saved $30,000 in coffee beans. It's like, yeah, you know, whoa. But you have to figure those out, you know, uh, or making your own bread. I mean, that's, you could give or take there. It kind of depends. You, you ruin a lot. A lot of it gets messed up, especially when you're trying to teach people or, you know, you're not paying attention. That's usually what happens. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that, you know, can kind of wash out. Um, but you got to be present. You can't expect, so you can't hire a chef to run your kitchen if you want it a certain way. You know, if you want it his way, and he's willing to adapt to what the people are asking him, you know, okay, but you should be the man if you're, or the woman, um, if you're going to run that kitchen, you need to run that kitchen. Yeah. Otherwise your people won't listen. You know, if you don't do the dishes or if you can't fix up, a, a, you know, a drain that won't drain, you're not willing to get in there and fix it. How are you going to expect a 15 year old dishwasher? He have never worked before, but if you show him how, now the next thing that dishwasher will become your cook and you keep these people. Because you're yeah. teaching them, and that's a good way to succeed. Is you know you have people that know your business, and are confident in your decisions. You know, because you've showed them the way. Instead of being like you know, you know, quit putting potatoes in the sink because it clogs the sink. Billy, unclog the sink. 
you know, so I get in there, clean it, you know, just yeah. make an example. I think that can help a lot. Yeah. Same with the front of the house. You know, if you're, you know, that bubbly personality who likes to be out there, you hire yourself a chef. You got to be out there and you got to take it on the chin when you screw it up and apologize and fix it, yeah. you know, um, instead of just getting frustrated. <clears throat> restaurants are tough. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I've never done landscaping, so I don't know. I've, you know I don't know what yeah. other business. I'm sure building. I've heard of some building owners or homeowners that fly off the handle with some of these builders. And you're, they're just like, you know, we can't do it that way because the water is going to fill your basement. Yeah. You know, and people just don't get it. So I'm sure in building mm -hmm. there's similar. Um, yeah, I'm sure. The general, yeah. maybe the, you know. That's funny. But we did this idea. Um, I'm like, I don't know if anyone's ever tried it. It's probably because of permitting. Yeah. Like, go to a place that you kind of want to put a restaurant. Yeah. And stand out there with like a cart of like your <laughs> yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. And be like, and just like, like you think? serve it to people. Is this good? Would you come here to a place that served this? Right, right. And you can at least gauge it. Do something other than just, right. I'm going to make this like $100,000 investment in a yeah. building. Or then, oh, 100000 is scratching the surface. Yeah. yeah. Plus the equipment. And, oh, and, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to go for it. I'm like, no, nah, let's yeah. figure it out a little bit. <laughs> a great way, a great reason. Another one for a breakfast place is it costs like nothing. I mean, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't roll into New Boston with a, a bunch of dough. You know, there wasn't like that at all. We just bought this, had a little 18-inch electric grill to start. We had a, <laughs> like, a, a little electric boiler, you know, nothing. And then, you know, you build it up and then buy it. Yeah. Like, we don't have the money to buy it now, and it may not work anyway. So let's just try to make the money first and then buy it. And I've, I've been very lucky with, you know, you, f you find things online, you like get really good deals, or you know people that are like demoing something that's happened to me a couple of times. It's nice um, to get, to just wait for the equipment, you know, mm. don't just go in and buy $60,000 kitchen. Yeah. What are you doing? You might be done in two years. You don't even, you have no idea. So, so start small and like, like plant that seed small, Yeah. you know, let it grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. So you had mentioned earlier, um, you're doing a delivery service now. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, we, uh, let me start, start over again, right? Yeah. Every, you join an email list mm -hmm. and an, a weekly menu comes out to you. Yeah. And, uh, had to change gears there for a second. <laughs> you, you pick what you need off that menu and yeah. you, for two people or for four people. Um, and then you, so you pre-order uh, by Sunday and then we get those orders in and we cook everything Tuesday when we deliver it to you fresh oven ready, not frozen. Um, and like I said, the menu changes every week that, uh, this week, which is, is Asian week backed by popular demand is uh, like Asian pulled pork, sweet and sour chicken with rice, um, sesame tuna, and like a stir fry for, for the vegetable. So there's like like poultry, meat, fish, vegetable, and then the soup, sweet and sour soup, and we have lemonade cupcakes, uh, and you can get pies, and you can actually buy this wine. It's it's where we sell the most of it is through the deliveries. Right. And I only make seventy gallons. So 140 gallons a year, and most of it sells that way. Yeah. Um, so it started off as a family that I knew was like, we work all the time. Can you set us four meals to our house you know, every week? We'll just pay you once a month. Wow, this is great. The cafe does good, but it's not that big. You know, yeah. it's, it's hard to make real money with eggs. 
you know, you, it's, you'd have to have a, a couple of them if you really wanted to go for it. Um, but this is different. This has no ceiling, really. Yeah. So we invited other people along that I knew. It was like, hey, I'm making this this week for these people. Do you want me to make you some, too? Yeah. And then slowly built up and built up. There's almost there's 990 emails now. Oh, wow. We cooked for, uh, last week, we cooked for 390 portions. So that's over 100 of the tins. Some are twos and t- some are fours. The week before that was our a record at like 450. It's 450 people out of this little cafe. Um, and you don't have any of the silverware. You don't have any of the plates. You don't have any of the, you have the staff because, man, it's a, that kitchen is like wild on Tuesdays. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy, um, and the, and then there's drivers and stuff, but um, we're able to to take that cafe footprint and just sort of expand its uh, its ceiling. It's limitless now, really. Yeah. The ceiling. I mean, the potential for dinners delivered to become so big that it can't be done at the cafe anymore. I think is a level that we're in no rush to get to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so like this would be a good example of somebody maybe having too much gusto, if you can say that, because how can you have too much gusto? But like in saying, okay, Dinner's Delivered is really turning into something. Let's buy, you know, even if we just expanded, like there's a barn next to us, and we just laid out, you know, a $60,000 kitchen. And we're refri- yeah. like big old refrigerators and like free, like all kinds of fancy stuff. Um, and went for it. It would take so long to make that money back yeah. that now, like what you're comfortable with, like you're now you're getting comfortable. Now we we were getting comfortable, we were starting to get more comfortable, is now become a burden. Where so you let it grow, sort of slowly. We just word of mouth. We hardly advertise yeah. at all. Um, we do in the Beacon in, in New Boston, but um, you know, if you just it's, instead of creating a need to go out there and sell more of it faster you just let sales determine or this this steady sort of like pulsing growth like it'll go to 100 and then it will go you know 70 you know 110 80 120 yeah. you know it kind of like pulses as it grows <clears throat> and if you're just good with that and just kind of like let it go yeah just let it you know yeah it's, yeah it seems to be working that's good because then yeah, yeah if, you, if it goes that way eventually it'll hit a point where Oh my god, we like we're at the limit of what we can do. Yeah. Then it'll but by then a little bit right. But like so, then, say you pulse into one of these scenarios, like you're saying, like yeah. whoa, we can't do this. Yeah, which has almost happened. Four hundred and ninety was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but we just added hours. We added hours to get the the work done. We added hours on Monday, but like you're talking about a space issue now. Yeah, like we need, you know, you can't just let food sit out. So like it's cold, and we have a big walk in, but it was like wow, this thing is full. Like we've never I've never seen it like that before. It's crazy. And then it settles down a little bit. Or right, we need another refrigerator, like one refrigerator, not, yeah. not you know, you know, deluxe, you know, monster, you know, just <laughs> yeah. buy one little guy, fill that thing up, buy another one, fill that thing up, and sell them both on Craigslist and get another big one, you know, yeah. and just yeah. let it grow, sort of like that. Yeah, because there's another, there's actually another really good point here, and <clears throat> there's the question of if expanding for a new kitchen is what's needed other right. than maybe going back looking at the process of how it's being done right and maybe making it more efficient on that end right and then you know the the system will kind of like shore itself up a little bit right and 
take on a little more before you actually would have to do a full expansion. Right. That visual so. about like the the you're looking at a like a system and it's mm-hmm. like flexed in some areas to be able to calm that with something else like yeah. you have to be able to see your business i think no matter what it is in that sense as like an overall machine instead of like we're out of refrigeration it's like well wait a minute what if we cooked all the pork yesterday and cooled it you know now we now we're already cold so like we can add now the next day you know all the rice can cool down yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. instead of being like we're out of refrigeration, it's like, well, wait a minute, let's just change the system a little bit, and then we'll be fine. Yeah, you know. So, like, as like again, tips for business owners. Right. Sometimes it's not about expanding; it's looking at what you've already set. Right. Changing the system yep. as it's getting stressed out, and then just letting it adjust to itself a little bit. Right. You know? Maybe do everything you can before you expand. Yeah. yeah. You know, a good example on the on the contrary might be. Uh, Harlow's. I don't know if you ever go to Peterborough. Peterborough's a no, cool little no, town. Uh, Pearl is out there, which is phenomenal. And uh, and Harlow's. They shut the thing down for, I don't know, a while, months, to rebuild their kitchen. Mm-hmm. But it was like they couldn't do it anymore. They yeah. needed They got to the point where it was like, we have to like change this whole thing. Otherwise, yeah. it's over. You know. And once you start to stumble and stuff goes sour, I mean, what are you going to have? You can't have a, I mean like a pre-order waiting list like some restaurants can get away with that like yeah. uh Piccadilly Piccadilly's or something in in Mason is a little cafe they have like reservation only yeah it's like that's phenomenal yeah I mean, you just like already know who's coming and you just work that hard you know you don't you don't expand you just tell your people like this is what we got yeah you know what a great business model yeah if you can achieve that you yeah know? It's like this is the space. This, this is, is what, what we're we going to schedule. Like that's it. Yeah. And no, like literally, exactly how many people are going to yeah. serve that? And night. they do it, yeah. and it works, and people die to go there, and it's like a great, great spot. Uh, but how do you? I mean, to achieve that, I mean, that's why maybe it's in what every restaurant owner wants is like people just dying to come to your restaurant. Mm. So much so that you're like, you come at ten thirty. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or like the you know. Some of the more exclusive places you've heard about where right. you literally can't get in unless right. like, they tell you you can come. Right. Like, that's, that's that's like... That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know? You're driving a, like a Benz or a Ferrari or something. Right, you know? right. Some of these guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because um, I've seen it... I think there's, there's a place in Gosstown that just closed down a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we were always talking about kind of what their problem was to begin right, with. Right, like, right, Besides the price, because like, I don't mind paying a little more for food, especially if it's, like, independently owned, like mm-hmm. you guys, or mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. small restaurant. I'll pay, I'll actually pay a little more for that. I don't mind. Right. You know, because I like the down-to-earth feel of, you know, that type sure. of thing. And you might be surprised. Some of the bigger places you assume are cheaper, and they're just not. Yeah. You're paying an extra 50 or 75 on your coffee that you don't notice. Yeah. You know, you go, Milford... I mean, all the prices are relatively the same, but then you go to, say, like, IHOP, and you're going to be like, what? I just spent that on breakfast? Yeah. You know? And it's, like, kind of this misconception, Yeah, I think, sometimes. But anyway, I'm yeah. sorry. All right, so we were, we were laughing because the menu is pretty big. Right. And I'm like, my thing is, what I always told them is, in that particular town, Goffstown, yep. there's 
a phenomenal pizza place, like you're not going to beat them. Right. Like right. for for basic non specialty pizzas, right. You're not going anywhere else for the right. most part. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then you have the really really good Chinese place. Oh yeah. And then yep. like the really really nice sub place. So there's kind yep. of a couple of things yep. that work very well. Um, and then you had this place. A lot of which, those have been there for a long time yeah. too. Yeah. And a couple. And then the new place kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in, in a lot of places that's what hurts people. Yeah. Is without realizing that <clears throat> sometimes having a big menu with a wide variety isn't good. <laughs> right. You know, it, right. it actually really hurts you because I kept telling them like, hey, if you want to do breakfast stuff or not breakfast of light, but like subs and cold yeah, cuts, yeah. I'm like. Don't compete with the dude across the street because they've been here forever. They have a huge customer base. You won't do it. Right, you know? right, right. Um, so, like, look at the menu. Find out, again, we were saying what the town wants. Right. And and if there's room for you there. I mean, you got to be yeah, lucky. Yeah. You know, you got to get a town that needs you, that yeah. wants you there. Yeah, and find a place that your services aren't available. You right, know? right. So pick something and put it on the menu that they're not going to find somewhere else, and they can't. Right. And Or provide some sort of, like... Like atmosphere that's just so much more relaxing or so much more something else than, yeah. you know, like these sub places you go in, you know, like I get the number nine and I'm out. But if you have a place where you can chill, maybe there's not that there. Maybe it's not necessarily just the menu, yeah. but there might be more to it than that. Um, but obviously, I mean, in any restaurant, if you can't write an efficient menu, you're you're doomed. You yeah. know, you're the waste, waste kills restaurants yeah it, all across whatever it is payroll waste gas although gas is kind of a flagrant sort of um gluttonous usage at restaurants sometimes you see everything is just you know it's hard to conserve fuel yeah um but like food waste you have this menu that includes spring mix uh you got to buy quite a bit of it at a time they don't not too many small packages of spring mix and uh once it goes you got to throw it out get yeah. a new one like just take it off iceberg lettuce lasts much much longer spinach yeah. mess you know much much longer yeah little things like that um in the industry for sure you know and just efficiency and having versatile people you know that's hard, although they're hard to find and one of my probably saving graces is that we don't need very many people so yeah it takes I don't know there's like six of us i mean that's a lot we usually don't have if there's even six um so, so that's nice we don't need a bunch of people yeah you know they're hard to find yeah, yeah. and you know what I'm saying there's, there's one place it was just like you could cut the menu in half it yeah. still would have been touching maybe a little too right big. and i don't and know <laughs> how much to say but i like feel like they yeah. didn't have a hood they didn't have a hood system so they're pretty limited so like um it's just tough like when yeah. you go into a place and you're trying to build something and i believe they came from a, a spot that was doing well but wasn't big enough yeah we almost rented from them uh in gosstown right in front of ace hardware okay yeah, awesome little time, yeah. restaurant space mm -hmm. awesome and we thought it was going to be where it was at uh but we ended <clears> up in new found new boston and it was like i mean if you see the place it's just the place is like a I don't know, it's like a not reality. When you walk in, it's like walking away from everything that's outside. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, an example of maybe trying to get too big, like, why don't you just stay in this little corner and just, like, you don't need, like, that Mercedes. Yeah. You, know, you just need to live your life and, you know, 
go from there instead of trying to chase it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So this has been fun rolling out at about just about our hour time limit here. So great. Um, for people who want to reach out, get a hold of you, check out um, whatever his name, Tom, the little hand puppet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how do they get a hold of you? Tom is some guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where did you hear about Elf? Because of the yeah, I was checking it out on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the wait- one of our uh, waitresses was like, "You have to have Tom as some guy say something on the radio." So there you go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's really funny. People love that for some reason. I yeah. don't know where it came from or it just sort of started because honestly, the dinners on Tuesday is, is just so much. Like there's so much organizing mm-hmm. and my mind was breaking. And then, uh, then Thomas, some guy showed up such a good uh, relief. Yeah. You know? That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, well, go to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could even now, this is new, you can go to Thomas Some Guy on YouTube. He has his own YouTube. <laughs> That's page. funny. So make that happen, people. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, North Northeast Cafe on Facebook, 8 Mill Street, New Boston. Yeah. Uh, dinner's Delivered menu, you would just email me, Dinner's Delivered um, at NortheastCafe.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you can get on the menu. Or go, if you're on Facebook and scrolling, you know, just ask me there. That's how we got in touch. Yeah. Uh, so I'm on there regularly. Uh, but yeah, this is great. Yeah, definitely. Good time, man. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, me I too. I love talking business oh, I can do this and forever. restaurants. And yeah, yeah, I can do it forever, fun. man. Yeah, definitely. So thank you all so much for watching. Thank you very much for joining Oh, me. great time. Thank you. A lot of fun. And uh, for everyone else, you know, we're going to roll with the last word from our sponsors. And I'll see you in the next interview. Take a quick moment to check out nhbusinessshow.com slash goldstar to see if joining a referral program would be helpful to you and your business. If you want qualified leads and referrals coming in that are much easier to sell, they're less expensive and all around just better quality, check them out. You won't be disappointed.